Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone, to a very special episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Culberton, and who's with me tonight? I am Joe Butler, and I am Vengeance. I am Blair Farrell, and I am the Knight. And Kenneth Sanity, and I am Batman. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so we are here to bring you a very special episode that was not planned. Um, recently, Kevin Conroy passed away on November 10th, 2022. So last month, you'll be here. You, you will be hearing this at least for the first time in December. I'm going to be releasing this. In 2022, he passed away unexpectedly. He had cancer. It was private. And normally, I mean, celebrities die all the time. I mean, it's not, that's part of life. Like, it doesn't usually bother me. But this one made me sad. Like, this one actually, like, hit me. I, I was, like, had about to have tears. I'm like, you know, it's just, it was, he, he was only 66. So he died, you know, he died young. And, you know, we wanted to do something to kind of, you know, do a tribute to him. So what we are here to do is just kind of talk about Batman the Animated Series and talk about his voice and talk about some of the greatest episodes. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about some of the Arkham stuff. You know, if we get there, we'll just kind of so we so that's what we want to do. We want to do something special in honor of him to just kind of talk about what he brought to Batman and some of the best episodes of the Batman animated series, which was his start as Batman. Hey, uh, Mike, is this your first time also talking about like the Batman show on yes. the podcast? OK, because yes. I got maybe halfway through. I watched a couple of my favorite episodes and man, Batman, the animated series is pretty wild for a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well it's fucking dark that's what i wanted to bring up because like i watched this when i was a kid uh, we didn't have fox we it came on a local station in newfoundland called ntv canada's super station and i was like okay it's a batman cartoon i'm so excited and i used to watch it but i didn't love it when i was a kid i think it was too smart for me because i was well it started in 1992 I think um, so yeah, I, 1992. So I would have been about seven years old. So like Batman to me was like, oh, it's a, like I call a guy in a suit who fights bad guys. And like so many of the episodes were just about like mobsters and gangsters. So I watched it. But like I was a kid, so I got distracted by everything. So it's like this week I love <laughs> Batman. Next week I love Jurassic Park. And then the week after that, I love Power Rangers and wrestling so it wasn't until I was like a teenager when I really started to like appreciate just how great the show was. And a lot of that had to do with um, the relaunch on the kids WB where they kind of uh, made it for someone uh, at seven years old where they're like, we're just going to put a super villain in every episode. We're not going to have like this random gangster or this weird episode about like kids in the sewers robbing people for the rat king <laughs> as gators that's yeah. a good episode though see that's super weird to hear blair because uh over here we had uh wb kids wb i think if it was something else because i don't remember and all our cartoons came out on saturday so it was batman and superman and power rangers all in one tightly knit what like two or three hour block probably yeah i didn't watch it but yeah we eventually got Fox. I know, like, because they, they did the relaunch. Because I remember reading about in Wizard Magazine how they're like, we're going to change the art style and the characters. And every week I used to turn on NTV and I was like, okay, this week there's going to be a new one because it, it was always random. Like, one week you get the Nightwing working with Catwoman, 
And the next week it would be the Cape and Cowell conspiracy. And I would be so mad. Cause I was like, Oh, I want to see more Nightwing. I want to see more of the new show. But like, I was at the mercy of like a local broadcaster. I did not care what you thought. <laughs> at all. Disgusting. And what about you, Ken? Oh gosh. I was 12 going on 13 when this show came out. So this was right in my gothy little wheelhouse. Even back when I was young, you know, I was just like, oh, yes, darkness. I love the darkness. It makes me happy. I can't believe that. Yeah, well, I'm still like that. I'm just <laughs> more fun about it now. <laughs> but like this was I'd grown up watching the Batman uh, 66 on rerun whenever I would catch it. We had a local uh, <laughs> uh, UHF station uh, out of Chicago, uh, Channel 50. Uh, I didn't get cable for a minute, but um, they would have like older episodes of the Adam West and Burt Ward Batman. And I thought it was cool, but I don't know. It was too, too hammy, too jokey. I didn't know the word camp until I was much older and gayer. And (laughs) like, it, it never really hit a button with me, but this, this was dark. It was art deco style. Like, Everything had a very recognizable silhouette. The character designs were just amazing. And the writing was so crazy. Like it was it. It honestly started the Batman thing for me, because after I was watching this, I started reading more Batman like this. This totally got me into it. No, I can see that. I think this is what got me into Batman, too, as a kid. Because I do remember the show. I remember watching the show off and on, but I never saw a lot of it. Because in 92, I was born in 87, so I'd have been like seven years old or so. So I wasn't... So I was a Turtles guy. That was my thing. Or somewhere around there. <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> but I just... It wasn't... Like, I remember watching it, but I, I don't think I ever really got big into it. I had a bunch of the toys. I know that. I liked the toys when I was a kid. And... And it's just kind of stuck with me. I mean, it's really been the last few years, especially during this podcast, especially if me and Ken have recorded more, that's really got me into Batman. But, like, I don't, I didn't appreciate this show when I was younger either. Like, I, I am appreciating it now a lot more because, wow, it's fucking dark, too. Maybe things were just different in the 90s, huh, for kid stuff. Yeah. Well, it wasn't <laughs> even just kid stuff. It was this show. Uh, this. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's cool. Uh, go ahead, Ken. I was just going to say, this was like a dark show. And it didn't talk down to kids like it was something so out of the ordinary. This was a show that was unafraid to, you know, say, you know, yeah, okay, fine. It's a cartoon. Yes, primarily it's for kids. But guess what? Not everything ends nicely. The world is not a great place. It's pretty fucking dark. Mm -hmm. And here's a hero to go along with that. Here's somebody who not only has to fight the bad guys, but fight himself a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like there was a lot of emotional turmoil. So like, this paired with like X-Men, because I, I rewatched X-Men, the animated series at the start of the pandemic. And it's insane, like especially for these two shows like X-Men, when I would watch episodes and the some of the subject matter, I was like, oh, my God, this is like now. And this is what I was growing up with. And then this show was the same thing where it's. Yeah, like you now have cartoons like Teen Titans Go and it's great, but it's like kids have attention spans. It can only be measured in nanoseconds. It can only be <laughs> 10 minutes long. But like yeah. this is like demands your attention. 
Mm -hmm. In the 90s, Fox did give a fuck about your emotional well-being. (laughs) They don't care about it now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just couldn't, like, and I really been paying attention to, because I've, I've also digested so much Batman stuff over the years, and I've really come to appreciate how much Kevin Conroy really brings to Batman's voice. I mean, you know, especially we had the Arkham stuff. We, we talked about a ton of the Arkham stuff, like how great a job he does with that. And like, really with this show, I mean, this was, you know, where, where he becomes Batman. Like I couldn't believe how much, like he does such a great job of going from one to the other all the time. And he really does. Like he can play Bruce Wayne and play Batman and, and it sounds great. And it works perfectly. Like, he does a good job with the charm and everything. I know he's just doing a voice, but still, he's doing a lot better than other actors, I feel like, do. Well, and now you have, a, like, a lot of, like, in the Telltale series. And I think even, like, with the Ben Affleck Batman, to some extent, there's, like, a voice modulator. But uh, I started rewatching this from the start, or what I think was the start, because I'm watching on that um canadian affiliate and i think the episode is weird but the first episode i noticed was on leather wings where he's just talking to his batman and someone calls and he just switches on like switches to bruce wayne and it's like it's two different people mm-hmm. he does that in another oh, episode modulator too. there's no device it's just him what were you gonna say joe oh he does that in another episode too and i can't remember what which one it is either i know i just watched it it's one of one of the, <laughs> my favorite episodes i've seen but he it, it's good because he kind of gives like a gruff, a gruff voice to Batman. And he kind of gives like this snidey, like billionaire voice for Bruce. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And yeah. I think like just rewatching this, too, was something that I love is that like when I think of like, say, like the new Batman movie that came out this year where there's no difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne. And this there is a like Bruce Wayne does have a life and it almost seems like he enjoys being Bruce Wayne in the show where in everything else, it's like a chore, but like there is in the darkness, there is a sense of levity where it's like watching Bruce Wayne's interactions is almost just as interesting as whatever Batman's doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. And f- Kevin Conroy really cannot get enough credit for that because he is the first person to do that. Like he is, you know, his Bruce is like up here. Oh, hey, how's it going? And then he drops it way the fuck down here for Batman. <laughs> and it, it it's the same dude. And he can just go from here to here just on the drop of a dime. And nobody else had done that before. Adam West sounds like Adam <laughs> West as Batman or Bruce Wayne. Yep. And there's like no real other instance of Batman between that show and the animated series. Well, except for the Batman 89, but even Michael Keaton doesn't really do it. No, he just spots crazy shit. Yeah, he just starts screaming and then he kind of does this a little bit, but he's still right here and he just puts some rasp in it on Batman. (laughs) But Kevin Conroy just has that that register that's, you know, oh, hey, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Yeah, fuck you, I'm Batman. <laughs> and, like, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. I really don't, and it's about goddamn time. There's there's a really interesting comic that someone drew that it's an interview with him, and it's surprisingly a very interesting take as to why he's very good at switching between 
Bruce Wayne and Batman is that actually it, it was like maybe like between like five and ten years ago, uh, Kevin Conroy came out as gay and no one mm-hmm. really knew. And there's an interview of Elvin DC Pride where they drew it out, where he talks about the reason why he's he thinks he was perfect for Batman is because he's able he knows what it's like to keep a secret from everyone and to hide your own oh. personality and create a different one. And it's really interesting, but also like really touching. Yeah, it's, cool. it's just it's heartbreaking, but it's so good. Yeah, I mean, he just it's, it's so good. And this show is. Like, I'm almost done with season one, which is 65 episodes, because there's 65 episodes and there's 20s, I think 20 episodes or 25. And then you get the last season, which I've never watched because yeah, you get 20 episodes and you get 24 episodes for what's when it reboots it as the Batman and Robin or something or Batman and Ventures or whatever the hell it's called. Well, yeah, it was Batman, the animated series, and they kind of changed it to the adventures of Batman and Robin. Then okay. it was the new Batman Adventures or something like that when it changed the kids WB. Yeah. Does, does anybody know why there was an animation change? Because that still confuses me to this day. I hate it. It still makes me angry. But anyway, I like a lot of those redesigns. I really like the streamlined bat suit. Uh, I don't love all of them. I think they just wanted to tone it down to make it more kid friendly. I think I remember reading a Wizard magazine because that the whole like for people like me, where it was you know a seven-year-old watching like oh, i don't want to watch this episode where bruce wayne loses his memory becomes like a member of a chain gang of homeless people like <laughs> i don't have any interest in this like it's cool now but i was like oh, i want to see the mad hatter like i want to see two-face and the riddler and like the kids of ub changeover was like let's make everything like a little bit lighter and then all the episodes like all of them except for the one with like farmer brown and it's like mutant cows. Like all of them have a super villain. What the hell are you talking about? There's like one episode that's on my list that scarred me as a fucking kid. What is that? Growing Pains. I haven't gotten to that one yet. That That's the one where Robin ends up falling for like a random street girl and she doesn't have any memories. And her dad's after her and they can't figure out why. And like towards the end of the episode. Oh, uh, Clayface one. Yeah, it ends up being like a a dismembered portion of Clayface that gains sentience and it ends where they end up fusing in like a very graphic and like even like the the art styles toned up for it too and if she basically dies it's like a, it's an offhand way of saying she dies and it's just Robin being physically fucking upset and the episode ends where they just, they just get Clayface and that's how it ends okay oh I also want to bring up that like, they don't meant Robin doesn't show up for a bit in the first season either He's like it takes a little while before he shows up. He's also a grown man. Kinda. He's in college. So yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting take on Robin. I I like it. I like it that we don't have the kid Robin. I mean, they they do talk about him in one episode or so and kind of they introduce that I've seen so far where he's introduced, but really the show is about an adult Robin or close to enough adult Robin. That's funny, is I remember when the the first line of action figures came out, Robin was in the line because as a younger brother I think I gravitated more towards Robin, so I think I got Robin before Batman because I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm the kid. Like, that's who I kind of like put myself onto, not like the adult, like the plucky kid who hangs around with the adult. Like Batman is my older brother kind of deal. Yeah, it was just I mean, I also feel like this is so many like this is the way that so many characters are based on because of this show. And I think that, you know, how much this show has affected, you know, where Batman goes from then on. I mean, I know you guys, I have, 
I know I've talked about with Ken before, like Heart of Ice. This is like completely <laughs> reimagining of Mr. Freeze, where before he didn't have that story, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something stupid. He was a dumb villain, and then they made him into this amazing villain that you actually care about. And, and that and that stuck forever at this point, you know, and it's that's a good fucking episode, Heart of Ice. I went and rewatched that because that's an early in the first season, too. Oh, that's yeah. a good episode. <laughs> Yeah, fun thing. You know who plays uh, the CEO of Goth Corp in that episode? I do now because I just saw it. But yeah, <laughs> good old Mark Hamill. Jesus, I thought that sounded familiar. Yep, he's he's the best. And you know, this what would this Batman be without the Joker? Like honestly, those two, the interplay between Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, like two dudes that are really just loving every minute that they're putting in on this job. And just forcing each other to constantly up their game and just back and forth. This, I think, is probably the best Batman-Joker relationship, you know, ever. That's all we're going to get. It's just, you know, pack it up. You're never going to get another (laughs) interplay like this again. No, there's nothing better than the way they the two play off each other in this. There's one that I've seen that I like probably just as much as this. And it's the one from the Telltale Games from the second season. Oh, and, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that one for a completely different reason. But the, yeah, they they work off each other well. Yeah, I just I really enjoyed like so I'm me and Ken have, again something that I know I've talked with Ken off the air and on the air. We're both tired of Joker, but watching the Joker episode from the show, damn, they are good. And it unlocked an old memory for me back when Arkham Asylum came out. So I wasn't a big Batman fan, but I pre-ordered Asylum for some reason. I got suckered into it. And I went to GameStop at midnight to pick up my copy. And I remember I, I showed up early to pay for it. They're like, oh, I'll come at nine o'clock. And I'm like, oh, you're giving my game early. I was an idiot because I hadn't bought a game new for a while. So I'm like, oh, maybe they can release it early. And they had some like, you know, they wanted me to come to their event. And I'm like, no, I'm good. But since I biked there, I wasn't going to bike home. So I remember I, I went there and when I walked in to pay, at least to pay for my copy while I waited, they were playing a Batman animated show, the Joker Christmas one. Oh, nice. <laughs> And I just and I always rem- and I remember that I was like, oh, Batman. Oh, yeah, I remember that kitty show. You know, that's what my brain thought back when when Asylum came out. I think it was 2009. And I just didn't ca- I was was I didn't care. And I hadn't seen the episode in years. But then I went back and like when I've been doing this rewatch and rewatch the episode. I'm like, damn, that's a good episode. Everything so, with Joker is actually good is so it was like, well, I actually. Yeah, that one came on the other the other day in my list because I again, I'm watching it in a weird order. So was Jingle Bell's Batman smells before that episode or is that where it started? I want to say I want to say the Adam West one started it. It's an Adam West thing. I that's what I want to say. Isn't isn't it like in Batman 89, like the movie? Can't not the remember. one 99, the one the one with Adam West, Batman, the movie. Oh, the yeah, I, I know what one you're talking about. I don't, I don't know, but I, I, I mean, everyone sang it as a kid, but just to hear. Mark Hamill do it on a rocket power Christmas tree is just oh my god it's so amazing it was really good I was I was I was laughing my ass off when I heard it I was like oh this is great but before we get into all the serious episodes and everything this show you talk talking about how funny this show is this show just hands down just has some silly fucking moments that are really funny one of them earlier on because I got I got kind of picking shows when the episode is like Joker's favor where, like this dude just runs in the Joker and he just terrorizing him the whole fucking episode. Oh, oh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he yeah, just, like, he just cuts in... him off in traffic and he's just like, oh, yeah, it's not a very nice thing to do. And he's like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll just call you do it. 
do a favor and his favor is like holding a door for Harley because she has to bring a cake in. Oh, it's, it's a good episode. And then he handcuffs him to the door to try to kill him. And then he and, he, you know, he threatens him because he knows where his family is and he knows like the guy changed his name and everything like that is a good episode. <laughs> and just a regular guy, too. And like just kind of seeing what, you know, what he did to them. So I thought that was something else like to to see what Joker like if this show does a good job of showing you what the supervillains do to regular people in this show, like what the regular people have to go through living in this world. And God, that, that is. And Jesus well, Christ must have sucked to live in Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotham's pretty bad. But they have so much industry there. Like everything is manufactured there. They have all these amazing villains, buildings rather. And they're always like some gala or like new casino opening. And it's like, how are you attracting people to live in this city? Rent's like $200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I guess even, Bruce Wayne is subsidizing a lot of it. Like right Plus, now. The education. All their supervillains are like PhD holders. <laughs> they're just people that had a bad day for some of them. So like, like one episode they, that I have to mention that I don't see on any list, but it really freaking should be the maze in the Minotaur episode. The first time you see the Riddler, that was one that I remembered as a kid. And God, that episode hit me as an adult. I'm like, you know, because one, the, the whole reason why the guy freaks out and becomes a Riddler is because he's like, OK, you're going to you know, owe me royalties now. And the guy's like, we don't owe you royalties. We're going to fire you. We don't need you anymore. He's like, I built the game. You're making all this money off. Yeah, you signed a contract for hire. <laughs> Fuck you. It's like and then, you know, two years, you know, years later, you find out that he's like, yeah, remember about that contract? huh? <laughs> like, you know, he comes back and he built, you know, and he takes over and he gets revenge on this greedy CEO who fucking deserved it. I was like, that was one of the times where I was rooting with a villain. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's not wrong. Fuck the rich guy. <laughs> I remember this episode for a completely different reason. <laughs> so in the adventures of Batman and Robin for Super Nintendo, there was a maze of the Minotaur level. And all of the solutions are from the show. And the one with the actual Minotaur about the lobes and I have so many lobes and everything. And the answer is human brain. So you can only pick two letters. And we did not know what those two letters were. And then we caught this episode on a rerun and Batman says human brain. And my brother and I were like, what if we put in HB? And then we rented it out. And that was the answer. Oh, that's fucking fuck. cool. I've never yeah, played that game, but I really never far. I want to one day on the show. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah, it's one of my favorite Batman games of all time. OK, I know who I'll be bugging then later on at some point. <laughs> so, but also about that episode another thing, like there was I usually don't laugh at puns, but there was a couple puns like something about, you know, lo- loose heads. And then he's like, ah, you lose your head. And then my favorite in the end of the episode, you know, he's like, oh, riddle me this. You know, he says, because they chose the CEO because they Riddler got away, but, you know, they saved the CEO and he's, you know, in his big giant mansion with a shotgun, all terrified. And they're like, what's a, a good night's sleep worth? <laughs> and it was just like, it was so good. And again, he fucking deserved it. Pay your people. This guy's making you money just because you had more money to pay for stuff doesn't mean you shouldn't pay the guy that, you know, help you get rich. Like, fucking asshole. <laughs> Speaking of like great villain voices, like you have John Glover, who you remember oh. from like Gremlins 2, probably like Lionel Luther from oh, Smallville, yeah. um, the guy from the ad in Robocop 2 about the car alarm that electrocutes you. Like he just exudes charm and he's so well cast as a Riddler. 
Well, I didn't realize that was John Glover. Yeah. Or Lionel Luther, um, I know him as. I was a big, I don't even know how, it used to come on reruns, but I was a big Night Court fan. Yes. <laughs> so when Two-Face showed up and it was Bull from Night Court, I was like, oh my God, that is Bull from Night Court. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the Two Face episodes, like they actually have Harvey Dent as Harvey Dent for a little while before oh, he becomes Two Face. Like actual episodes of him showing up here and there, like that, I thought was also great. The Two Face episodes are mm, that the first one where you meet Poison Ivy and Harvey Dent is poisoned yes. by Pamela Isley. That's great, yes, and it's really good at showing the dividing line between Bruce Wayne and Batman. And then you get the two-parter, the two-face two-parter, and it's just, whoa, it's so good. Because <laughs> you almost, like, the thing about, like, re-watching this is, like, you know how it's going to turn out, but in the second part, like, for a split second, you think that it's like, oh, he's going to go with Grace, and they're going to go work through it. And then that knife twists and it's like, Oh no, 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 this is two face. <laughs> like there's no going back from this. And it's and the fact that they made it. I mean, I don't think in any other, at least, okay, I haven't read enough comics, but I don't remember any, any interpretation of two face where he had a split personality. Then he gets hurt. And that brings it out like big bag Harv. That was something else. <laughs> that was so damn good. Well, that's one of the things that I like about this series that a, a lot of the stuff later on forgets because I, I was watching that episode and I was thinking about why this is a better iteration than like Dark Knight version of it. Because even in later on the show, you can tell what kind of mental illness each of Batman's villains have uh, going from, you know, each one or the other. Like uh, later on, you have a uh, is like a new character introduced to the series, uh, Baby Doll. He ends up fighting Maximilian Zeus, who has like disassociative disorder, even Harvey having a split personality and something yeah. else, too. He does a good job of it. The Mad Hatter being an incel, which is like so weird. <laughs> like, when I watched the Mad Hatter episode, I was like, oh, my God, this is like <laughs> incel. <laughs> but I, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the Two-Face, just the way that they they introduce him in the way like I. I, I agree with you. I was rooting for him, you know, to maybe not become Two-Face. It was so damn. It was just, I was impressed. I hadn't seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that episode when, when I was younger, and I, I really liked it. And also the episode when he first becomes, when they first get introduced to Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy is great in this, too. And there was really another like villain where I watched it, and I was like, no, she's right. Yeah, she was. Which is, <laughs> you know, in back. I mean, back in the 90s. I mean, I would realize I like something I would know was that, oh, my God, look at the tree hugging hippie or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it was. And I'm just like, oh, no, we need more trees and less industrialization. Like, she's trying to save the world. Like, Poison Ivy is probably one of the biggest superheroes in the DC universe. (laughs) (laughs) And I was also surprised because Poison Ivy that I know has powers like to control plants. In this, she doesn't have any power. She's just mostly a regular person. Immune to toxins, I believe. Yeah, it's like a natural immunity. Okay, that's fine. I liked it. I was I was good with it. I mean, the episode where she turns people to trees, turns all the rich people to trees that had did all these terrible things. That was that was great. I really liked that. You know, uh, what my least favorite episode is like in all of the Batman. Uh-oh. And I know you guys are probably going to all judge me because of it. <laughs> that's fine. 
It's almost got him. How dare you? I like that episode. I made a short list today, and it was like that was like my number two. I don't like that episode. I think it's boring. Oh my god! (laughs) You are right. We are going to judge you. You not love. I almost hit him with a rock. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was a big rock. (laughs) (laughs) Just like when the lamp goes and it's like Batman and it's like goes back and it's Croc. Like oh. And it's the introduction of the penny. It's my number yep. one episode. I'll look at it while y'all make fun of me some more. No, <laughs> not making fun of you. It's your opinion. Oh, okay. I, I just... really enjoyed that episode. I, I love the ending of it where it's like, he's like, ah, oh, we got you, Batman. He's like, I got friends too, or something like that. And all the cops, everyone's sitting in the, in the restaurant are all cops and bought their guns. It's fucking great. Oh, there were so many great episodes. They're just playing poker and <laughs> the Joker's cheating. And then his whole plan is to turn because Catwoman had, you know, frauded, you know, had stopped him from getting Batman. So he's going to turn her into cat food. (laughs) I honestly think my least favorite episode, it was a two parter and it was uh, the cat and the claw. The first episode. Yeah. Like, I just did not care for the cat and the claw. I really like that episode. I can I can see it. I, I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't doesn't do anything for me. Okay, I, Which, I, you know, I enjoyed Catwoman in this in this series. Like so far, what I've seen, I really enjoy her character, her portrayal of Catwoman in this. And again, another hero because she's just like an animal rights advocate. But <laughs> there was <laughs> there was there was one episode where I was watching with my I think my fiance walked in, and it's like the episode starts off with like Catwoman's in court, and the judge is like, "Okay." you did this thing and it's bad, but you also did this thing, which is good. So you're free to go, but don't be Catwoman, Selena Kyle. And then Catwoman's like, I'm going to go do this thing, but not as Catwoman or not as Selena Kyle, but as Catwoman. It's like, but they know you're Catwoman. (laughs) And then she gets drugged and she's like, oh, I have a safe house that's really nearby. And it's it's a building with a giant cat on it. And it's like, I can see the cops being like, we're looking for Catwoman. It's like, eh, try the cat boot factory, the yarn burn, the cat <laughs> building, the tiger enclosure at the zoo. She has to be in one of these places. <laughs> like, your hideout should yeah. be a dog pound. <laughs> They're not great most of the times with uh, layers. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes... It goes for everybody else. Where Where's uh, Mr. Freeze? Oh, probably somewhere where it's, you know, fucking cold. Where's the Joker? Probably at the Funhouse. It's all where he ever fucking is. Or abandoned mm-hmm. toy stores or stuff like that. Some kind of factory. It's always something toy related. Like Blair said earlier, man, there's so much industrial industrialism going on in this city. Also a lot of abandoned industrialism, too. Gotham City, if you're listening out there, if you have an <laughs> abandoned amusement park, just tear it down. <laughs> what yeah, a whole happen, suburb, like on a toxic waste dump. Like I was watching I like that. Harvey and Ivy, Harvey and Ivy earlier. Man, watching Harley Quinn in this is so heartbreaking because they hadn't really gotten over the fact that it's funny to be abused. Yeah. Oh. And I'm glad that we're over that. But like also just like Arlene Sorkin, you can take a bunch of stuff out of Harley, but don't take away like the New Jersey accent, <laughs> like the Harley Quinn show. It's just Penny from Big Bang Theory. Oh, I love that show, though. I, also I do. But Harley Quinn is the least interesting character <laughs> in her own show. Yeah, yeah. I disagree, but yes, I, I get where you're coming from. No, all that Harley and Ivy episode was fucking good, though. Like that really I really like that. episode. I mean, I. 
I agree with you. Like, but also, in the, at least in that episode, they're pointing out that she's like, because Ivy keeps saying like he's abusive. He's like, what? You know, she's like, he's you know, he treats you like garbage. Like they point it out, which is nice. But I I do agree with you. I'm glad that we have moved on. You know, in 20 years, sort of. Some people have to at least you know recognize like that's not something that you would you know not a good thing to make fun. Is, is this so the episode? Thing. Is this the episode where Harley talks about sitting on Joker's face? I don't remember. <laughs> no, I think that's Mad Love. Okay. Because she's like, why don't you come over here and ride your Harley or something? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> like in full man, like, Women in this show. Boy, you can tell a lot of the creative team are men. Yes, you oh. can. Um, yeah. <sighs> I, don't, I, I enjoyed the Harley Ivy episode. It felt kind of women empowerment, at least for the most of anything I saw in this. Yes, I mean, they, they break into the adventurous club and, and they're just like, oh, what are these women doing? <laughs> and they tie the fuckers up. Old man and I, I can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> it was good. There's oh. there's there's an even less one later on where Batgirl's daydreaming about making out with Batman, and I think that was pretty fucking weird. But I'll mm. give I'll give the point the point of reference in this show. She does not yet know that Bruce is Batman, so I'll kind of give it a little leeway, but it's still really fucking weird. It's <sighs> <laughs> you want to hear Ken bitch? Wait till we cover the Killing Joke, the film someday, and you can oh, hear Ken me. bitch all day. No, that's, that's not going to be just him. It's not, <laughs> it's not even just this. Like they imply in like Batman Beyond that like him and like Barb like were a thing. Oh, they don't imply. They flat out say. Yeah. As, as long as oh. they're older, I'm okay with it. As long as I mean, as long as she's old enough, at you know different points, like. Like twenty though, and he's yeah, like, okay, that's not old enough. She was also with Dick, so it's yes. just like, can you imagine if like <laughs> you broke up with someone and then your dad was like, "Hey, Mike, I'm dating your ex girlfriend now, and we're married." Like, how weird that would be. <laughs> I would gross. throw myself into the sun. <laughs> there's no coming back from that. No, no, there's not. <laughs> There's also a weird comic that's based. I don't know if it's. I think it's a Batman Beyond comic that I bring up a lot, where it's the other reason why Dick and uh, Bruce aren't talking in the future. Where it's like Barbara walking up to Bruce and she's like, "Bruce, I'm like two months pregnant." And he's oh. like, "Oh, congratulations! Congratulations! I'll t- I'll let Dick know." And she's like, "Dick's only been in town for like a week." Oh, that's fucked up. Yes, okay, yeah, no, I in this she's a. So far, I was watching. I didn't see any of that creepy stuff yet. Thankfully. She's college age and implies like because the uh, the episode I just watched was uh, Robin's Reckoning, which I I had a list of 10 things kind of talking points. Well, I was like, maybe we'll get there. But like, man, when they have like, I guess, 20 something Bruce talking to Dick, man, that's powerful stuff. Fuck, man, that's my that's hands down. Just a great episode. Yeah, Robin, that was I watched that today. Because as opposed and, to like picking episodes like the top ten best, like I picked ones that specifically had meaning. To Kevin Conroy gets a really yeah. Like oh. uh, I picked Perchance to Dream. Oh yes, because I love a good for the man who has everything story. <laughs> yes, because I I watched JLU before this, and my man, that's the Superman part in that is 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 great. Well, it's it's based on the shoulders of Alan Moore, but it's such a great adaptation of that and perfect world where it's like his parents are alive and he's engaged to Selena Kyle, but he's like he won't accept it. It's so great. Just like but he doesn't 
for a second think that this is real or like, oh, maybe I can stay here. It's like I have to figure out how to get out of here. It's, it's such a good episode. So I know I know what episode you're talking about. I had the opposite issue Blair had. I was like a kid whenever Batman and Batman came out and I thought it was really interesting and cool, especially because you're a kid and you could just get shit get fucked up. I had the opposite thing to Justice League because I hit I hit puberty when Justice League came out and I was like, man, this shit's fucking boring. I'm not watching this. <laughs> I can understand that. I think I watched Batman first and I watched not yet because I didn't watch Justice League until way later when it was randomly on Netflix at one time. I watched the whole thing. We will cover it someday on this show. We'll cover each season because they're not that much. So we'll do it. Well, I have two episodes from Justice League to bring up. Sure. Uh, the first one's this little piggy because it's an episode where and I've everyone everyone who's seen it you 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 have seen the clip yeah the whole conceit is like Wonder Woman gets turned into a pig and then Batman has to team up with Zatanna to get it reversed and the only way to do that is to do something uh, crazy and you think it's going to be this like like totally heartbreaking thing but Batman just has to sing a song and. To hear Kevin Connery not only singing, but he's singing as Batman in a crooner voice like that is like talent. And just like I was I think I watched it before the news came out and like I was crying. <laughs> yeah. And the other is I, epilogue. That's, oh, epilogue. Epilogue. Oh, but to go back to the piggy thing before we go to epilogue, the day that he died, I put out I played that clip. So blue because I just had to. I and I because I felt that way. I was so blue. Like, but man, is it good? Yeah, yeah. No, that that a scene and epilogue gets me every fucking time. Like, I can't yes. not tear up. Yeah, it's I, just I hate the conceit, like the the whole rehacked Bruce Wayne's genes. So Terry McGinnis is his son. Um, <laughs> that's that's a bit too far. But just the scene where he's sitting there with Ace and. It's not Batman punching someone or being the smartest man in the room. It's just compassionately sitting there with a kid who's terrified of dying. Yeah. And uh, I'm having <laughs> everyone else go because I got to have a minute. <laughs> it's such a good episode, too. Like it, the way that Kevin Conroy just talks and you really care. And it yeah. really makes it stand out how good of a voice actor he is, too, though. And uh, blog, of course, we cannot let pass uh, without talking about the appearance of my favorite Batman villain. It's the Phantasm. Oh. And I just had the entirety of Mask of the Phantasm on the list. Uh, <laughs> we did an episode I, about Mask Phantasm, too. The yeah. day the day that it, the news came out, I, I dropped what I was doing and just watched that movie. That's it's just a scene where he's at his parents' grave, and he's like, I didn't expect to be happy. Oh, God. <laughs> he's just begging them, please tell me it, it's different. Yeah, someone sent oh. a sign, and then she shows up. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so good. Weirdly enough, there's another episode that I really like that's on my list that it also happens, too. And it's it's a very heart-touching episode, which is ironically called I Am the Night. I, I had that on the list, too. <laughs> yeah, yes, because it it really does end up being like a whole. I think it's in this episode, but a thing that I always like bringing up in Batman canon is you know at what point is Batman even needed? Like, is he, yeah, people are supposed to be scared of him, and now he's on kids' t-shirts and on coffee mugs, and people aren't that scared of him anymore. And then Commissioner Gordon gets hurt and almost literally almost killed. Mm -hmm. it's just, 
great episode. What I found funny watching that one is that like there's so many iterations now where everyone is just like wants him to stop being Batman where it's just like, just don't do this anymore. You're going to kill yourself. Just like let everyone else handle it. And in this, everyone is trying to convince him to keep going as Batman, including Alfred. <laughs> Cause like in other iterations, if he's like, yeah, I'm going to quit being Batman. Alfred's like, Oh my God, here's a bunch of brochures for vacations. Like here's a dating <laughs> app. I have it set up and good to go. Like finally, like no more Batman. Let's get back to being a real person. <laughs> oh, and, I have a question for you guys, and maybe you can answer. I just got done watching the episode with Zantana for the first time when she shows up. Me, me too. Does she not have magic powers in this? No. It's weird because she shows up in Justice League, and this is all supposed to talk to one another. Yeah. But in Justice League, she very much does have magic powers. Yeah, that's why I was confused because I had never seen this before. So I was like, wait a second. Why does she have, ma-? you know, she doesn't, doesn't think she has magic powers here. She's just, but it was really cool seeing her. I really like Zantana a lot. And I have to humble brag. I have her first appearance above me in comic form. Uh, nerd. Uh. She's not on the cover, unfortunately. Talking about the cover, but it's from 1964. It's in shitty ass condition, but I got it for a fucking deal. So hey, at least you got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy I have it. It'll, it went on my wall and it will never come off and I will never open it. I just wish she was on the cover. <laughs> what the fuck? What? There, there's a weird that's a, one of my favorite moments i saw on tiktok the other day so i had to watch the episode there's like a the beginning of the demon's quest where it introduces a very weirdly dressed Ra's al ghul where he's like n- not in armor he's like in a green suit with a cape i haven't mm-hmm. gotten there yet am i am i rewatch <laughs> there there's a great scene where they're talking and she he's like how do you know i'm bruce wayne he's like well my daughter mentioned that whenever you and her were together she recognized a man that looked familiar to Bruce Wayne. And then he's like, she like I did all the math and everything. And Bruce just gives like the ugliest, like where he like rubs his chin. He's like, I guess I'll have to glue my mask on tighter. And fucking Rache almost chokes on like a fucking cup of tea. It's just like the fucking out of nowhere's fucking scene ever. Okay. I look. Oh, I, I did. I did watch the one with Count Vertigo, which is the first time you see Talia. <laughs> that was a really good episode. Yeah, I, I forgot I that Cam- Count Vertigo was in this show. Yeah, because I know him from I I I missed so much of this show back in the day. I knew him from he's an arrow. A version of him is an arrow. Yes. So that's where I was aware of him. He's also in one of the animated Suicide Squad movies. He's in it for like five seconds. He dies. <laughs> probably, probably the one I haven't seen yet. Another one that I I have to mention that I was watching uh, recently. I watched I think today, but that kind of really hit me with rich people being bad again. Uh, Birds of a feather. Oh. Where Penguin gets out of jail and then he's, you know, he's trying like I'm. He's like I'm turning over a new leaf, and then this rich woman is trying to is pretty much just using him as a ploy to get people to go to her party, and he thinks she he she cares, and he finds out he's all a big joke, and he's that like, one, "Well, fuck you." That one hurts. That one does. That's a good episode, but it's just like it's close to home. <laughs> yeah, because they're just using him, you know, and then and he's really trying to be better. He's trying to be somebody good and oh i also love the adaptation of penguin in this show too i gotta say that great adaptation of him yeah Um, we'll see what i think when i watch batman returns later which depending on when you you hear (laughs) Uh. (laughs) so but no it was i wasn't i was impressed with birds of a feather i was like that is a really good episode i i think one of the episodes i really want to make sure we talk about is second chance that's the one i've seen that one yet it's, I'm not uh, there yet. Mm, 
Harvey, talk about it, please. Harvey gets a chance to have his sanity restored. Harvey Dent. Yes. And before oh, yeah. he gets that operation, he's kidnapped by a mysterious villain. And, you know, Batman and Robin go around and they're investigating. The, oh, it's got to be Penguin. It's got to be Rupert Thorne. Love Rupert Thorne, by the way. So glad he's here. And then it turns out that Two-Face was kidnapped by Two-Face. <laughs> and, like, there's some really sweet interplay between Harvey and Bruce Wayne at the end of this episode when Bruce goes to him in Arkham. And it's just like, oh, man. Like, you, Bruce really wants Harv to come out of this okay. Yeah. And he's not going to for a while. But, <laughs> but man... Oh, and stuff like that, like just Kevin Conroy being able to just flex on everybody and have a Batman who's not like, why are you, why did you say that name? Or, you know, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Flex on everybody by just showing compassion. Yeah. It makes him such a great Batman. Oh, an episode that I watched that I completely forgot about, or it's a three-part, three episodes I want to talk about. Uh, the Heart of Steel two-part, and then the Silicone Soul thing. Fuck oh, yeah, man. Hard Act with life. Yeah, Hard Act is something else. Again, I, I, I find myself more often than I should be agreeing with the villains in this show. Hard Act wasn't wrong. Like, we gotta replace the humans. Humans are bad. I'm like, yeah, you're right, Hard Act. Replace them as robots. Damn right. Fuck that flesh and blood. <laughs> like i'm like he's like humans you know can't behave they can't they can't have peace i'm like you're not wrong Harden. you're not wrong you're gonna enjoy peacemaker when you watch it oh yeah it's gonna happen i i, I know you two want to watch it for sure so i know we'll, we'll cover it next year still haven't seen it yet well I, I, I can change that i can give you a reason mike go watch go play near automata that's also a good robot soul game I need to, I but I need to play near, and I haven't picked that up. You don't kind kind of going off of because I like I I made a list of like ten things, but then I kept adding it, and uh, I just have a list open now. Old wounds as part of the new series where it's like Nightwing has a conversation with. I just watched that one. Tim Drake about like yeah, Batman's a jerk, and here's what happened. Here's why I stopped being Robin, and then at the start is like criminal and batman like robin's like you're way too hard on this guy and then at the end you find out that like he went to jail and batman and he was like if not for batman i would have been a goner and when i got out like bruce wayne gave me this job and turned my life around like and it's such an amazing payoff to that episode i'm gonna try to watch the the the, when they come back with a different animation style i'm gonna try because i haven't i've never done that yet there's some you'll really like, and then there's some you'll really hate. I think Catwoman's design is my least favorite. The Joker gets creepier, and the best one everyone knows, hands down, is Scarecrow. Yeah, uh, okay. which happens to be an episode I have on my list, Over the Edge, which I remember the first time I saw this, and I was at the edge of my seat. Because <laughs> I guess, Mike, you've never seen it. No, I've never seen... I've only seen, like, clips here and there of the... The Avengers one, I've never seen any of it, I'm I'm pretty sure. I actually n- never saw a majority of the show I'm realizing as I'm rewatching it. Because so I tried it, once, but it was right before I met my wife when I was still failing the seven seas, and then I then I stopped and I just never got back into it. It's hard to talk about it without getting into although you can probably see it coming, but Batgirl dies. 
And then Commissioner Gordon goes on a manhunt for Batman. Like, he eventually, all the cards fall into place. He's like, this kid is Robin, Dick Grayson is Nightwing, Bruce Wayne is Batman, and it's so intense. That's a great episode. I'm going to try, I'm going to finish the show, and which, because I I need to. Oh, another episode that I want to mention, I'm purposely staying away from a certain villain that we will talk about later, but The Laughing Fish. That was another episode where I was like, this is really good with Joker, where Joker wants to pretty much make, you know, make money, copyright his fish that he made. <laughs> what? He he takes fish and releases fish into the or has fish that he ended up giving the Joker disease to. So they have Joker's faces on them and he wants to copyright them. And he goes to the patent office. He's like, I want to copyright these fish. And he's like, you can't. And he's like, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what? It's yeah, really good though. That episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a dumb. Like, I mean, when I was watching, it, I was like, because this is another episode that, that showed up in the last couple of days. Like, it's such a dumb plot, but I mean, that's what the Joker is. It's just, it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm gonna patent this fish that no one wants to buy because my face is on it. So it's like, yeah, you're gonna put your name, you know, you're gonna patent it, but like, you're not gonna get any money because no one's gonna buy this. Because they think they're going to kill themselves eating it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was just funny. It was really funny. I found myself very impressed with it. But there's another good uh, Fuck the Rich episode where I think it's like three's a crowd where there's three guys robbing rich people for shits and giggles. And they know Bruce. Like Bruce is having, which is also another good uh, Bruce episode because they make, there's a really fucked up interaction where they're doing golf and a guy hands Bruce a golf club and he's like, oh, thank you. And the one guy's like, oh, Bruce, you you think the help that's like thinking the trash man for taking away your trash. And Bruce is like, yeah, you should do that. And they're like making fun of him because of how nice he is. And then it, they end up trying to rob one of the guys is a girlfriend and they end up trying to rob his dad and they end up getting caught because Batman's Batman and he does detective work and there's a ring mark on the guy's face from like the only fraternity one of them's from and then like the episode ends where the the girlfriend figures it out and all of a sudden they're like oh no now we gotta kill your your girlfriend and cut her up and throw her in the ocean it's gonna be a pain in the ass and it's like oh my fucking god cartoon didn't hold didn't hold back yeah it really did i mean it would be a pain in the ass though (laughs) and the episode ends where the guy they you know Batman gets them and it's like, oh, well, you know, you're going to jail. And the guy's like, you have any idea I am? You know how many lawyers my father owns? I'll be out of out of court in no time. And then he just the next thing is just him being thrown in jail with a guy who's like, if you sleep, I'll kill you. And it just fades away. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> OK, I haven't gotten that far yet. Season two. OK, that's why yeah, I, I look forward to watching more. Another episode that really surprised me how much I enjoyed it, and it brings up a villain that I want to talk about, too. Or oh, two villains. Oh, the, the first Clay-faced episode. Feature of Clay or oh. something like that. Oh, Feet of Clay. Feet yeah. of Clay. That is something else. That oh. was that was an amazing two-parter. Where you have, oh. it starts off with Bruce Wayne. You see, you see Bruce Wayne being a villain and, like, you know, trying to steal, take something from Lucius Fox that would make... You know, I'm like, what the hell? And then you find out it's not <laughs> it's not Bruce Wayne, obviously. It's Clay Oh, wait. Nah. <laughs> hey, hey, thankfully, there's no hush. Well, hush, was he invented yet at this point? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> hush isn't made till they decide to bring Jason Todd back. And that wasn't even decided till like maybe halfway through Tim Drake's run. Uh, and that's where it all went downhill. 
that's no, but that that fucking clay face like i remember this episode as a kid i think i saw part of at least the second part probably the way that he beats Clayface by showing him images of the actor being the actor over the years like it was such a and i don't know if that was the origin of Clayface before or is another situation where it became the origin there's like four or five clay faces if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah right. i think the main one's basil carlo but i think you're uh, right like in the animated series it was matt hagan the animation goes ham like whenever he's like <laughs> switching back and forth so hard and it's horrifying. <laughs> it's body horror of like the utmost and they show the shadow of them just like drowning him in a chemical and you're just oh, like even yes. oh it's also and then like oh god he's propped up in the car and then like he falls out halfway and his hand schlups off <laughs> oh by, by the so... way his assistant was totally his boyfriend like oh yeah oh yeah no question. Yeah, like that was yeah. that was like low key. Like he's like, come on, what the fuck is his real name? Matt. Yeah, he's like, come on, Matt. You know, you can get up there and you can act again. Everything will be will be okay. And I'm like, wow, totally his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So it was essentially the love actually relationship between Bill Nighy and his agents. Oh yeah. Oh, and oh, is Daggett from the comics, or Daggett a new villain that was made just for this? Roland Daggett showed up in the comics before. I'm pretty okay. sure. Uh, he also showed up in Dark Knight Rise. Yeah, oh, I haven't read. I I haven't read it or watched it since before I was a big Batman fan. Well, before this podcast. And another two solid voice actors in Ron Perlman and Ed Asner, respectively. Yes. <laughs> oh God, so good. <laughs> Daggett was just. I really liked him in this. He makes a. I like how he keeps showing up and keeps doing terrible things all the time, and it's just a a rich man being terrible. And I'm like. You know, show you're real good for the 20 for 2022. Like you really are good for this year. Yeah. Rich people being bad. I'm doing a lot of research on the fly because someone brings up a topic and then I'm just like, oh, wait, this thing. (laughs) So there's an episode of Superman, the animated series where Superman finds out that like Batman has been absent from Gotham. So then he goes over to investigate any meets up with robin he's like well what where is batman to and he's like i don't know he went missing so then superman dresses up as batman so you have kevin conroy as superman pretending to be batman what in the face off like he's <laughs> like he's like oh yeah I, I can do something with my voice or whatever like he explains it like there's an in-universe explanation because it's like like Commissioner Gordon is going over like some photos and he's like, oh, yeah, like this guy showed up and Robin's like, it's Bane. And then Batman just like, yes, Bane. <laughs> and he's just like trying to be serious, but it's Superman. Like it is. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I, I remember that scene because it's like they're like, OK, we're off. And like Batman reaches for something. He goes, it's on the right side. And that's where the, <laughs> the grappling hooks at. That's a good episode. And there's another villain that we've been neglecting, which we have to mention. Ken, what about your favorite villain? I'm sure you have a favorite episode of his. Actually, I do. The <laughs> first Scarecrow episode? Yes. Oh, God. Where Bruce has to confront his guilt over the death of his parents while fighting on a dirigible? Fuck off, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Which also made into the Super Nintendo game. Yes, yeah. it did. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I love... Okay, Two-Face is my very favorite villain. Scarecrow, easily second. And this, like in the comics, Scarecrow's always been kind of a joke until the animated series comes out, and then he becomes dangerous. 
like legitimately dangerous. He then again becomes a joke in the Dark Knight trilogy, but that's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and even like the, because it's so funny, like just watching the original Scarecrow, and that's fine. But when they do the new animated series and he has like the noose around his neck and the terrifying face, and it's Jeffrey yeah. freaking Combs doing his voice. Oh, mm-hmm. Reanimator? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you got my attention. <laughs> I don't like that movie, but I like that actor. I mean, he's even better as the question. Yo, he's the question. <laughs> oh, yes. In Justice League Unlimited. Oh, dear God. He's also plays. Uh, he's in Deep Space Nine, too, and a bunch of and other Star Trek. He plays multiple different alien characters. He actually came here for a sci-fi in the rock convention, and everyone was steering the conversation towards Star Trek. And now all I want to do is be like, talk about the question. Tell me about Aglet. He probably would appreciate that somebody was bringing up a different character than the normal like, stuff. What are you talking about? Like, I did that in an <laughs> afternoon one time. <laughs> so I want to bat. I want to backflip off that too because it's completely the the first. I believe it's the first appearance in the new animated series uh, as an interesting concept, which is Scarecrow is creating a new toxin that gets rid of fear. So you have people like jumping off buildings or telling their bosses to go fuck off. Yes. And it introduces <laughs> it introduces the new scarecrow and he like comes out of the shadows and it's the most fucking terrifying thing in the world. And uh this is where I, I made that joke last night where Bruce goes to go do some investigating and he's just wearing a mustache and he's matches Malone. Good old matches Malone. Which is funny to segue into kind of my field field of expertise. Because they did, so, like, Ubisoft did some games based on Batman the Animated Series, and there is, in Batman Vengeance, a part where you do play as Bruce Wayne with, like, a crappy mustache beard on, and you have to sneak around a place as, like, a criminal. Um, and then they use a scarecrow in the sequel, Rise of Sin Zoo, and it's, like, a really cool boss fight, because, like, you kind of have to follow, like, his... You can't see him, but you just follow like you can see the smoke trail where something is moving. So that's how you track him down. It's an underrated game. It's a good beat him up. Which system is it for? PS2, Xbox, GameCube. It is backwards compatible on 360, which is why I rebought it this year. Okay. I, 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 I do want to play Sin of Sin Suzu someday. I've always been curious about it. Or Sun Suzu, whatever the hell it's called. I've been curious about it for years. Always been Before on my list. we get too far in the weeds, I want to talk about quite possibly the most disturbing episode of Batman the Animated Series. Okay. I want to talk about The Forgotten. I have not gotten this one yet. The Forgotten was a first season, and Batman went to go investigate missing homeless people. Oh, yeah, I did get this one. Never mind. He gets biffed in the head, loses his memory, and then he has to start mining. And there's this big that fuck there named Boss Biggs. <laughs> and you get punished by being put in a box, a really hot box. A hot box. And it essentially cooks you. And yeah. the way it keeps cutting to the Boss Biggs just shoving food in his face, he's eating those people. I swear <laughs> to God, he is. <laughs> oh, that's a good episode, too. And they're like, hey, do you want a job? We got a job for life for you. And it's just like, oh, God, that episode, like, the first time I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? And that episode, I think that one has stuck with me more than any other episode because you really feel for 
Bruce in this because he has no idea what's going on. He doesn't know he's Batman. He's just trying not to die. And they get into a fight to try to protect another guy, and that's when they get thrown in the hot box. They'll fucking kill you. Like, you're not going to survive that, I feel like. Well, it depends on how long they leave you in there for. Yeah. You eventually will be cooked to death. Yeah, and then Fat Man's going to eat you. (laughs) Because he's constantly eating, too. Like, all you ever see him doing is eating. Does that mean he's, like, slow roasting you in the hot box? Yeah, you're going to be nice and tender. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, you can tell the boss is white because there's no fucking spices. <laughs> oh, it's a good episode. <laughs> it really is. Oh, another thing we we have to mention, which we we briefly did, but not enough. Um, Harley Quinn's first appearance in creation is from this show, from Batman the Animated, which is obviously, I mean, everyone, it's a very well known thing, but it's something I want to bring up or just mention, like. And I, again, I really enjoy Harley Quinn in this, but I also agree with you guys, like that the stuff with the abuse does get annoying. It's just not good. Yeah, it's it's not even annoying. It's just like this yeah, is a bad good. precedent, and it got everybody to share pictures of Joker and the Har- and Harley, and was like, God, I want a relationship like these two. Oh, God, no, you fucking do not. No, you. I I know a friend of I have. Uh, I shouldn't say friend of mine. She hates me, but <laughs> one of my <laughs> wife's friends. And she was like with her ex-husband. She's like, "Oh, we're a Joker and Harley." He's like, "Yeah, you don't understand what you're saying, do you?" It also turned out that they were both assholes to each other, and neither and both abusive to each other. So I was like, "Yeah, okay, you're not wrong. Not a good thing, but you're not wrong." So uh, I don't like it. Is that the episode where it ends with like Harley being thrown through like a window? Which episode is that? I don't know. What I was talking about was real life, but I'm not sure what you're talking. About. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh yeah, because I was trying to think about <clears throat> if uh, Matt Love came in the comic first or the show, but it was definitely the comic. Yeah, where they they actually go into her origin. Yeah, because they because I have that comic where it's it's in the the blue and gray suit, but then they adapted it for the animated series in the new season, and that's another yeah. good one. Which is like he has to explain a joke. It's just like, well, he's upside down, so then the piranhas are smiling. It's like if you have to think about it, then it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing about Kevin Conroy is that, like, when he, I know he kind of set the precedent precedent of it, where when he did a precedent, that's the word I want. When he did voiceovers, like he would have the person in the room that he would like with like Mark Hamill and other actors. So when they would, so they would be talking off each other, which they don't, they didn't normally do for a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we got to give it up to uh, the voice director, Andrea Romano, voice of young Tim Drake from Batman and Beyond Return of the Joker. <laughs> Good movie. The, Good the voice movie. Yeah, I, think I also this. just put on my list as just like the entire thing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's so. Oh, and there's another villain. There's a couple. Another villain I want to mention that we haven't talked about yet. That's is is mad. The Mad Hatter episode, the ones I've seen so far, like the first one where. With everything like with Alice, I really enjoyed that episode. Inside. You're not wrong. He's an incel. Like he's like, oh, I, <laughs> I I love this girl who's you know 20, 30 years younger than me. And what? She has a boyfriend. Well, I'm gonna go kill her boyfriend. Ugh, Still enjoyed the episode, but yeah, he's not a villain I was rooting for. <laughs> it was like, okay, this is this is topical. Yeah, oh, it's and, sad how that happens. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Killer Croc was. I don't like Killer Croc in this because I. I have never been a fan of Killer Croc besides the Arkham version of Killer Croc. That's my version for me. Fair enough. I, I, but I remember him. Like, I think they do a good job with him in this. Like, when you first see him and he's just kidnapping people that were involved with him going to trial or something at some point. And 
I, th- I mean, I think it's a good version. It's just not. I like the monster version more. Yeah, it's it's a villain that like because I I saw him on the show for the first time and then in the Arkham games. And it's always been nebulous to me as to whether he is a person with a skin condition or of an actual crocodile man. Because like, oh, he's a crocodile man, like he's swimming in the water. And in this, it's almost just like he was a pro wrestler, I think, at some point. Yeah. And he was just in a freak show. So he just kind of looks like that. And when they redesign him uh, for the new season, I think it's they lean further into like the animalistic because I think they change it from gray to green. Because I think they only did the one episode with him and Baby Doll where they have that weird relationship. Yeah, I saw that one recently, too. Yeah. I haven't gotten yeah. to it yet. Uh, There's a few villains I, I haven't gotten to yet. God, that first Baby Doll episode, though. Jesus. I remember yeah. that one. It's been a long time. I remember it. Yeah, that that's on my list. That's one of my favorite episodes because that's, like I said, I, I really like the episodes where Batman actually does like show sympathy for the villains because they are all technically mentally Something's yeah. mentally wrong with them. Really? I mean, and, they really are. Yeah. And that one would just like, you know, you would go crazy if you were stuck in like the body of a 10 year old and you're almost like 30. Yeah. Well, look how it worked out for Kirsten Dunst in an interview with the vampire. So that's not too good. Too. But it makes sense. I mean, it makes perfect sense that you would eventually, you know, not be okay. I have to watch the episode again. Another thing I want to talk about is the way that Gotham looks in this. Gotham just looks great in this wow. and the way that they. You can't really tell what year it is, but it's definitely not the 90s. Yeah, it's it's never looked better. And let's be honest, every Gotham is playing catch up to this. Yeah, it's it's designed in such a way where it's almost its own character, like with the Art Deco design and like it's timeless, but timely at the same time. Yeah, it's I've said timed way too many times in this (laughs) sentence, but. I just like, love that. Uh, I think one of the man bad episodes where it's just like there is a job on the police force that's nighttime blimp driver. <laughs> Damn like, that's you. just a that's an that's an occupation you can have. And I'm like, man, I want to live in that world. I want to be a nighttime blimp driver. Yeah. And just have the spotlights and look for the Batman or whatever's out there. Oh, man. The man bad stuff. Actually, I found super entertaining. I don't care about Man Bat oh. normally, but I'm like, that's a good fucking episode on Leather Wings. Yes. On Leather Wings is great. There was another, there was a few other times that Kurt Langstrom showed up. Yeah, there's an episode where his, the, the, what, his wife ends up becoming into a turns into a bat monster because she got infected with it, with it by accident. There's some good stuff. They bring back a lot of the characters quite often too, which I like. But like we said earlier, top of the show, there's so many fucking mafia mafia stuff in this too. Like, and it all and it, it works. I really enjoyed all the gangster stuff too, and just the regular criminals. God, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of new cr- new criminals too. Like, I the Robin stuff we talked about earlier. I don't know if that's the same guy that's in the comics that kills Robin's parents. That was just a new thing they created for this episode. But mm. you you have it a few times. You have I know there's one. There's a trap guy who who where Batman ends up where the cat the the cape and the cowl episode. Where he he wants oh, to keep the cowl because he's trying to frame him, and the guy makes traps. Like that was a really good episode, and that's a character the, that doesn't exist. The he interrogator, just yeah, something like that. He pretty much just becomes what the Riddler is essentially. So they didn't need him; they had the Riddler. But I liked him again when and you're then, syndication. Oops. You got to just pump out shit. <laughs> and then there's the best like version of a Batman villain ever in the show, Clock King. Oh yes, I absolutely love the Clock King. Clock King is one of my favorite villains in the show. 
because he's just a dude who's timed shit out well. Yeah. And he gives Batman a run for his money every time. And it's crazy that they bring him back as a member of Task Force X in Justice League Unlimited. Like, he is like the guy who plans the heist to break into the Watchtower. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool pay, like, callback. Oh, that is awesome. Shit, I'm going to have to watch that now. <laughs> he was really good in that. I just watched the one episode with the Clock King. I'm like, this is really good. And come on, his name, Temple Fugit? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's almost as bad as Edward Nigma. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, Tempest Fugit in Latin means time flies. Ah, I did not know that. That's cool. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, I, I'm glad you mentioned the clocking. That was a fucking great episode. There's a couple that I've been purposely skipping to wait till farther that we should mention. Uh, um, I can't. I didn't get to the trial episode, but if you guys, I'm assuming both Ken and Blair are familiar with that one. I didn't get to it yet, but I know we should talk about it. I'm not there uh, yet, and it wasn't on my list, but I, I know what you're talking about. I watched it. I love trial. Yeah, that that's the one where they they put Batman up for trial because they think he's the reason why. They, Batman's the reason why all his villains are fucked up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they all fail horribly because they're, all, they're not only mentally insane, they're also all a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to catching that, catching up to that episode. Oh, that's such a good one. There's one episode that has a really weird continuity, which is uh, it's in season two, and it introduces a bunch of Batman sea villains. And the beginning of the episode is funny because it starts off with Condiment King. And I know for a very much fact to where if I was Batman, there's two villains I would kill specifically uh, one being the Joker because he deserves it. And the other would be the Condiment King, because fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fuck they, they they make it funnier because he's like the arch nemesis of Kite Man in the Harley Quinn show. And that makes it fucking funnier. But they end up uh, introducing a bunch of C-list Batman. So you have the Condiment King. And then there's another villain called Pack Rat. <laughs> he doesn't steal valuables. He steals a shit. So he's like stealing like purses and like watch covers and like I think he like steals he shoots at he shoots at Alfred and you think Alfred got shot, but he shot the phone and he picks up like the receiver from the phone and just throws it in his bag and he's just a complete fucking weirdo. I remember the episode, but I don't remember the context. So the it's really weird because I figured it out because you can't miss Mark Hamill's voice. So they find little patches on these guys' necks that are making them act like that because they're all comedians and they're like, right, oh, it's, that's it, yeah. Yeah, obviously it's the Mad Hatter, and so they go to the Mad Hatter, but he's in his cell with a patch on him in like a coma, and they're like, "Well, that's a dead end." So then they find out that all the people that are C-list villains are all comedians, and they look for the contest they came from. And the contest from last year, some guy interrupted and tried to do a last-minute entry, and they kicked him off the stage, even though he was really funny. Turns out that guy sounds like Mark Hamill because it was a Joker in face paint. Okay, nuts. <laughs> and when I found out they actually they actually confirmed that Joker the Joker is Jack Napier in this show too. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. there's an episode where they talk about it where they actually give him that name. They find a file or something. I can't remember which one it was. It was one oh. I just watched the other day. Yeah. I, I don't remember yeah. which one it either, but I watched it too not too long ago. But I was surprised because I don't think he's ever he's not normally that's not normally a thing. I know it's not a comic thing, that's for sure. So I it was cool to see. Burton. Yeah, no, I know it's Burton. I like it, though. 
one of the other episodes that we we have to mention, let's see here that we haven't talked about yet. The Gray Ghost. That's an yes, episode yes. That we have to talk about. Oh man, Gray oh. Ghost. Like, give it up for Batman's working together. <laughs> I mean, that... and they get Adam West to voice the inspiration for you know that it has like you know a small scene where Batman's watching tv with his dad and he's watching the gray ghost on a black and white tv and then he finds his hero like that was a good that's a free and the fact they got adam west to do it like just makes it that much better and what i loved about this is that something that the way my dumb brain works all the time is like why would this guy not have any money like wouldn't he if he was on the show and did so many episodes and i know this actually happened to adam west in real life where Man, he had a hard life, and I'm glad that Adam West got to live long enough to kind of for everything to come back around. I was like, wouldn't this guy get like syndication rights or royalties? Nope. But then they they didn't have the show because it was supposedly destroyed. And I was like, oh, I like that because that would that just adds flavor to this whole story. Well, I mean, I think also back then, like there was a certain time where they didn't really have as much stuff or, you know, they found ways around it to not pay people. Because rich mm. men are assholes. They do that today, too. Yeah. I mean, you look at the bullshit, you know, for a more, more current example, where they tried to get out of the contract with Scarlett Johansson, where they owed her so much money for Black Widow. And they're like, well, we streamed it, so there's no money. <laughs> You're one of the richest companies in the world. Come on now. Like, it's just companies being companies. They're gonna, If they can make a dime, uh, they're going to make a dime off of you. Like, they don't mind. And it's like the Batwoman movie that we're never going to see. Oh, no. you have to remind me of that. Now, I, I don't know the source. I don't know the source or what's going to come of it. But I did see on the social medias today, and perhaps you have to investigate it oh, after, that James Gunn is taking a meeting with those guys. So think of that what you will. Uh, yeah, but does James Gunn have enough clout to convince millionaires that they, you know, have to pay taxes? Yeah. Like, the thing that bugs me the most is that we're never going to get to see... My boy, Brendan Fraser, as Firefly. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I was looking forward to most. Michael Keaton back as Batman? Yeah, that's cool. I'm pretty happy about that. But Firefly? Come on! We also still have the Flash movie coming out where Michael Keaton's also Batman in that. So, you know. Uh, nope. He was taken out. Ah, damn it! <laughs> when they changed that. When they changed over, he was supposed to be an Aquaman, Flash, Batgirl. When they bought it out, they cut him out of Flash, Aquaman, and they re and they have Ben Affleck refilming all the scenes. I was going to say something, but I don't want to, like, end up <laughs> victicating myself, but I'm like, man, that guy for the CEO is a fucking dickhead. Ah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. It's okay to say that, because he, oh, I no, mean, a- anyone that freaking comes in and cancels movies and freaking, yeah, like, I mean, in the whole reason they didn't cancel Batgirl because they're like, well, we can make back $100,000 in taxes, or, you know, or a hundred million in taxes or we can release a movie and maybe make our money back. <sighs> Take tax break because they the go all taxes that, for the merge. I mean, they're not get too far off topic. And the thing that drives me crazy <laughs> about that is like, it's such a weird example where I remember like Sandra Bullock start and I'm going somewhere with this where Sandra Bullock was kind of like not that big of a star. And they're like, oh, people love Sandra Bullock. And it's like, uh, what do we have that has Sandra Bullock in it? Oh, this weird movie with someone called All About Steve. Like, uh, just throw that in theaters. We'll ride off the success of that thing. 
And people do that all the time where it's like someone like Vin Diesel is probably a better example where like Vin Diesel was in the Fast and the Furious and everyone was like, how many movies do we have with this guy that are just sitting around? Get them out now while he's big. It's like Brendan Fraser is hot right now. Uh, we have a Batman thing. Around. Like, yeah, now you strike when the Brendan Fraser iron is hot. <laughs> but I also think with the fact that, you know, it's the tax thing if you do the tax thing you can't release it for a certain amount of time you can't profit off it oh yeah they would essentially have to put it on pirate bay which they were gonna do one of the directors <laughs> literally was like i'm sorry to tell you guys i don't even yeah, care until they I legit get... had to delete it <laughs> yeah like he's like I, he's like i don't care if i get blacklisted i was literally gonna go steal the copy of batgirl and it's just fucking gone like the day like just gone yeah it's it's fucked up what the hell happened. Like, I hope we see it because Batgirl deserves more. So is there anything you guys want to mention about Batgirl in this show that we haven't mentioned yet? Or we because that's a character we haven't talked a whole lot about other than creepy ways. But <laughs> I'm really wow. happy it's not the Batgirl from uh, Killing Joke. <laughs> <laughs> Are any other villains that you guys want to mention? I can I can say something about Batgirl, too. That I, sure. I, no, feel free. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that they didn't reveal each other's secret identities till like several episodes later. That's fair. Yeah, that is odd. Because usually with most things like that, it's like, oh, she's Batgirl at the end of the episode. It's like, oh, hello, Bruce. I'm Batgirl. Oh, cool. I'm Bruce. And that's Tim. Or we're not going to tell you because fuck you. OK, bye. And then, you know, whatever. But I- I'll give it this is the series that. OK, we didn't talk about the one appearance of Hugo Strange. Yeah, we do need to talk about that. Yeah, I forgot that he was in this until that episode showed up. And it, it was Damn. like, who's in this one? It's like, it's called The Strange Something. I already the forgot the episode. of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I wonder who's in this. I'm like, oh my god, it's the villain from one of your favorite video games of all time, you dumb dumb. <laughs> and the weird thing is that Strange invents a machine that extracts people's secrets and transfers them onto videotape. <laughs> Which is pretty much what the Riddler did in Batman Forever. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, pretty much. You know, it's funny when watching the Mad, Happer, Mad Hatter episodes of this that I feel that Jim Carrey would have been a better Mad Hatter than a Riddler. Robin that. Williams would have been the best Riddler. Don't say that. <laughs> That's another one that, that hit me, but this hit yeah. me. Well, I'm, I don't know. This hit me harder. I think, I'll, yeah. Well, I'll finish it up at the end. But so, I think I want to say Hugo Strange is my least favorite Batman villain too. And I don't mean that like in a bad way. I just mean he's a fucking douche, especially because yeah. there's there's like a picture from like like it's an early Batman comic too, where I think it's just weird to have a villain who's like, oh yeah, I'll get rid of Bruce Wayne. Okay, you know, typical or typical Batman stuff. Then I'll become Batman, and like there's a picture of him with his ball ass head wearing like a full bat suit. It's like, <laughs> what an asshole. He's also, I never knew Hugo Strange even was until Arkham City. That's my first run in with him Thanks. as a character because I never saw this episode. I guess or didn't the best click. thing about Hugo Strange is that his skull is very soft because he loses his memory like every five damn minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know who Batman is, but who the fuck am I? <laughs> uh, and I have one episode I'm, I want us to go out on, but I'm waiting to see any any other episodes you guys want to mention. Uh, let me bring up. Yeah, I'm looking at my list real quick. Uh, uh, the only thing I had is the Arkham series. Sure, we can. I mean, we can talk briefly about that. 
Yeah, as I was trying to pick out one because again, my my choices were you know what's the one where Kevin Conroy gets to flex his muscles and Arkham Asylum is good, but it's very much just it's kind of back god where it's just like even a Killer Croc thing is like you do know it's a trap. It's like yeah, but it's for him, which is really cool. So I actually picked Arkham Knight, and that's mostly because that that game's story is literally all over the place and really big, but just to have a Batman who's who knows that this is his last night and the way a lot of the missions concludes where he's very vulnerable with like so like the final showdown with the Joker and how everything plays out is like it's because the the day this happened like I wrote something for my site and then I thought I had a stock image of Kevin Conroy somewhere and then I was looking through all my news articles and where he was like yeah, I want there to be a Justice League game with all of us, but after the end of Arkham Knight, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. And now it just, God, it just hit me that that's never going to happen. Yeah, it's so rough. <laughs> do you guys think? Do you guys think we're going to have any? Like they got anything from him for Kill the Justice League? I I'll talk about it off air because I don't want to commit to anything on air. Okay, yeah. but I do have a theory as to why. But I don't want to get into that for speculation purposes. Okay, no, that's, that's fine. That's fair. Okay, any Ken, anything that you want to bring up before we go to our last episode? I I think I've touched on most of what I wanted to touch on. Okay, and Joe, we we talk about all this stuff. Do you guys ever think there's things that he like Kevin Conroy didn't want to voice? Because have you guys seen the where he's actually Bruce Wayne, like finally in live action, and I don't think I actually like that performance only because it's a weird twist. It's yeah. From crisis on infinite earths. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, they could have did. They could have did Batman beyond Bruce, but he's just, and eh, those shows are, they are what they are. Yeah. I just think he was, you know, he was probably like, damn, the script isn't great, but like how many other opportunities will I get to do this? Yeah. I just think it's weird. They made him evil. And, uh, oh, is he evil in that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's shitty. Oh, yeah. shit, I want to watch it more, actually. Well, Crisis on Infinite Earths is great. The The actor, is, it's so funny. It's its the other guy from, what's that terrible show with Charlie Sheen? Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men, it, yeah. It's oh, John Cryer. Yeah. yeah, he plays Lex Luthor, like Clancy <laughs> Brown. Like, he's doing it like that in live action. Like, he is terrific. Oh, that's great. And they had Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman, and it's seeing him on screen just made me like cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, Man, I, I've never. So I wanted like, to Brandon watch Routh it. Brandon Routh just got screwed over so hard. Oh, yeah. Superman Returns. Yeah, he did. It's good actor. Uh, I, yeah, the uh, so the, the the weird setup it is is Blair. You can totally correct me if I'm wrong because I've only I've only seen bits and pieces of it because I've never caught up to those shows. They need like the spirit. Or like they need like certain people to help keep the world from ending. Yeah, because at, at that point I wasn't watching a lot of them. I just watched the crossover, so I wasn't watching Batwoman because I watched the pilot and it was not that great. It's okay, but they go to get what they believe is like Bruce Wayne's help, and he's from some universe where Bruce Wayne is evil. Like he ends up after like being Batman for several decades, he just decides to start killing people. I don't like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. And the the way that he ends up, he ends up getting a fight. He ends up getting a fight with with Batwoman, and she like roundhouse kicks him into a fuse box and electrocutes him to death. It's really weird. Okay, 
<laughs> I at one point I wanted to watch. I, I was big in the Flash and Arrow shows, but I completely fell off, and I just completely fell off. They're weird. <laughs> I got tired. Of I wish they released that as a. I, I don't know if they ever did, but they should really release that crossover as like a standalone Blu-ray release somewhere. Yeah, because I, I wanted to watch it at one time, but the Batwoman part wasn't available. And I'm like on Netflix and everything else was. I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch this. I can't watch one part and I'm not interested in pirating anymore. So I can't watch this. I think it might be on HBO Max by now. I'm assuming it, you could watch all it's the parts. Not. It's not. Nope. Uh, that's weird. Well, the way I, I just checked. The way I watched it, which is really weird, is I watched it on the WB app. And the way they advertised it was like, oh, you can watch the pilot of Batwoman when it comes out that day. But every other episode you can watch the day after. And I watched the episode and it's fucking weird. It's and it's it's the concept of we can't have Batman because we can't confuse people who watch movies. Yeah, that dumb. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne's missing and so is Batman. But no one can figure out that since they're both missing, they're both the same person. All right. And that brings us to the last episode I want to talk about. The man who killed Batman. Because I watched this earlier today, or not today, I watched a couple days ago, and that is a really good episode where some guy, the squid, who's who's just a patsy, ends up getting <laughs> ends up getting mistaken and, and Batman tries to save his life and falls off a roof and he thinks Batman dies in an explosion and the Joker's upset that Batman's dead. And it kind of and then he's like, Well, I'm gonna kill you because you killed my friend. <laughs> Essentially, uh, said the squid. It's it's really good. It's a really good episode of just. And then he goes to Thor and he's like, Thor, I need protection. Thor's like, oh, well, if you killed Batman, you you pissed off the Joker. You must be after me. Like, it's just such a good little episode. And I, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. There's, there's also hands down the funniest uh, joke that is also told in this where Harley Quinn gets him out and the guy goes, hey, don't I know you? And she's like, probably, I probably gave you a subpoena. And he's like, a subpoena, huh? She's like, yeah, ah. it, w- it was a small subpoena. And it's like, goddamn, TV, this is a kid's show. <laughs> okay, I forgot. That was a good one. I mean, Justice League Unlimited has an episode, like, has a joke like that, too, where Flash, like, I'm the fastest man alive, Wonder Woman. No wonder you can't get a date. So <laughs> sometimes they, this, this show did that sometimes. Un. Believable. Children watch this. <laughs> I mean, SpongeBob does it all the time, too. So Jeff fucking loves it. Yeah. SpongeBob. And the, the last thing that I want to go out on in, in this show is I want us to talk about just some memory that we have is something that if, with Kevin Conroy, if we have anything we want to mention, just to kind of because there's no shelf stacker box for this type of thing. Um, I'll go first. I have one. My regret and, and one thing I, I never met the man, but I did get to see him once when I was at a convention. I think it was 2019, right before the pandemic hit, you know, and I was at a convention and I I didn't I wasn't a big Batman fan as like I am now. And I was like, well, I don't have anything for him to sign. I, I'm, I'm good. I'll see him next time. And God, do I regret that because I wish I had a Funko Pop <laughs> pop signed by him or something, you know, especially, at, you know, just because it. I wanted to meet him. I just I already spent a bunch of money. I was like, well, I'll do it another time because I always I thought there'd be another time. And that that's going to stick with me for a long time. So that's just something I wanted to share. Uh, Ken, do you think you want to share like a TV show or something or something? That I start really so much a TV show after Kevin Conroy passed. A lot of people started posting their cameos that they got from him. Oh, and Jesus Christ, the man's heart was so big. He would just. Yeah. He gave so much of himself to the fans, to to 9-11 rescuers. 
Um, I don't know if you've all heard that story. That's what I was going to bring up. That's what I was going to talk about. Oh my God. He was just, he was, I, I don't know him personally, but he seems to me like the person that you think of when somebody says something is too good for this world. Yeah. Like he was just his big heart. He wanted people to be comfortable with who they were. I was, I was stunned when he came out and I was so happy that he was outspoken for the LGBT community. And, you know, it's just, he's my Batman. (laughs) Yeah. Same. Without him, crime has no punchline. And Blair. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up because, like, the, um, because I, I mean, just I clicked on YouTube and everyone was sharing a video and they just had a story of him <laughs> where he was, a, it was for um, a documentary. I think it's called I Know That Voice. And he was just like, you know, 9 11 happened and all this terrible stuff has happened. So he's like, I just wanted to go help. And then he's like, I just sat down next to a guy and he was like, you know, what do you do? And he's like, oh, this is my job. And he was like, what do you do? And he's like, well, I do some voices. And he's like, what, what voice do you do? And he's like, well, I'm Batman. And then I, I try not to swear as much in this show, but the guy's like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And he's like, no, like, it's like, Hey, this guy thinks he's Batman. And then he's like, okay. And he's like, go do Batman. And then he's like, he did the, I'm the thing we started the episode off with. And, and he's like, how does it feel to be Santa Claus every day? Because that's what you get to be. And uh, I guess it's like, while I still have the composure, um, we were looking for <laughs> episodes to watch on Saturday. And we watched Holiday Nights. <laughs> and just that line at the end. But that's just. That's what he meant to all of us. Like that's that's what you know. So incredible what he you know what he was able to do. Yeah. I mean i I can't believe how much it affected me too. Like personally, I mean i i I didn't think it it hit me like that. I mean that day I texted my wife. I said, you know, Batman died. You know, and then I just started watching the show and tearing up. Like it, it's amazing. And Joe, do you have anything you want to share to end? Yeah. One one thing that I like about this. You always the you always see pictures. People were posting stuff about you know how they knew him and everything, and it's just the 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 human spirit of people always remaining friends. Or mm-hmm. imagine like you know like Mark Hamill always coming back and being like, well, guess who I'm voicing with this and this and pictures of him with with Kevin Conroy. And I think one of the other ones that was an interview. I don't know if y'all saw either was with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith asked him because I this, I don't know what they were doing together. Maybe it was the Killing Joke. But uh, he asked Kevin Conroy to record something for him. And that that one really touches to home, too, because I wish I would have something like that. And it's Kevin Conroy as Bruce, technically, being like, hey, Kev, it's, you know, it's me, Batman. You need it's today may be a rough day, but you'll be able to get through it. And it was just like a, he says, like, it's like a really touching memory for him. And he says every time he feels down, he just pulls out his phone. He has that saved on there and he listens to it just so he can. You know, cool. make him cheer him up, some cheer himself for the day. It, it also makes me happy, at least, to hear that, that you know when people do, like, you know, find out people were actually you know good people. Because sometimes people that are famous or end up, you know, your heroes end up not being good people. <laughs> so like, yeah. it made me happy that this guy was actually a really good person. Like it made me respect him. You know, it made me respect him so much more. All right, I think that's everything. I mean, we don't normally do these tribute episodes. It was something that I just I had to do when I heard the news. I had. 
And I had to get these gentlemen with me to to do this because this was someone that impacted our lives that we had to do some kind of thing to mention about how much it meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to put that out there and I want to thank everyone for listening to this tribute episode. We, I, you know, just something that had to be done and I hope you enjoy it and you can go check out our giant catalog of episodes. And if you want to hear Blair, you can find Blair on his website, comicbookviewgames.com that I will have the link in the show notes because I always have the link in the show notes because he's on here all the time. So you can definitely go check out all his work. You can find him on Twitter and I'm not going to do all my normal plugs. I'll do some of the basic ones, but we don't know 400 episodes. Go check out our giant catalog. And I, I just listen to what we do. I mean, you know, we, we do things with feeling. This was not, I want to make sure people know this was not a, a, a cash grab. I don't make any money, but this wasn't to get clicks. This is something that I had to do because this, this voice actor meant so much to us that I had to do something in my own way that I'm able to, to do a tribute to him besides just a Facebook post. I mean, that's nothing. I wanted to create something that exists and hopefully it will touch other people out there too. Also want to give a, so just want to say that give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena. Find her on hell has free. You can find her on TikTok, and you can join her discord. I think that's all I want to say. We will see you guys all next time. Bye everybody. So long. Well, that was fun. Who wants Chinese? <laughs> <laughs>